Dad Drinking is brought to you by Side Project Jerky and Manitoni Stillworks. Thanks for the bottles, dudes. Hey, everybody, be safe on your fourth. Don't set yourself on fire with stupid fireworks. Leave it to the professionals, please. Marcus, that was some really good dad advice. Of course. I'm a dad. I know you are. How long have you been a dad? Shit, 09. Since 09. That, me too. Oh my god, that's a long fucking time. No doubt. How you been, man? I've been good. Where are we at these days? Episode... 18. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And here we are. It's three six-packs. Three six-packs, which right. I think I may have drank last night. Oh my goodness. But not actual cans, like pours. Oh, so, okay. That's whatever. not bad. We'll get into that maybe a little yeah. bit, but first, before we get this uh, episode 18 kicked off why don't we talk about where you can find us we can find you at fidel gastro that's right you can find me at jf cosgrove nine gotta ask private uh you gotta ask um but more importantly you can find our show at dad drinking on instagram and twitter you can find the actual content if you don't want to look at the bts and the pretty photos that we take you can find that at daddrinking.com apple Podcasts, or the newly branded google Podcasts. Uh, i well. like it I like it. Right. Yep. Live stream the episodes on the website or subscribe. We would prefer if you subscribe. And drop some reviews. Please. Five-star reviews if possible. It'd be great. Three-star reviews like you, Keystone72. Still bitter. <laughs> Still fucking bitter. Very bitter. Very bitter. So what have you been up to since we last spoke, Marcus, I, since the Basilinia episode? I've been making Basilinias. Me too. I've been making Basilinias. And I, I would have to say that that might be the best thing I've drank since the last episode i it's just it's on the brain it's perfect for the summer it's been pretty awesome i just came back from a vacation about a week ago um down to the panhandle in florida lovingly known as the redneck riviera by the way um if you guys can hear the ambient noise in the background we're not in a yoga studio uh that's just the gentle rainfall of <laughs> in lafayette hill right now but enjoy it the, the subtle rumblings and the pitter patter of the raindrops um, Did but you I ever made... do that thing in, in the assembly where you like snapped your fingers, and no. then you and then you no, did this and you that. made the thunderstorm? You never made the thunderstorm no. with everybody? Oh my god, we have to do that. Okay, I not think right to work with not two right people. Now. Yeah, no, it's, it takes a lot more than two people. <laughs> but but uh, but on my trip to the Redneck Riviera, um, I made a modified version of the Basilinia for my in-laws, and it was met with great fanfare. Everyone loved it, and the key. The best thing about it, they said, was the crushed ice. They yeah. loved that floating crushed ice on top. It really made the drink. It was ice cold. And the sprig of basil helped, too. But um, I actually ran into a problem because they didn't carry uh, Vermouth Blanc down in uh, the panhandle of Florida. So I had to pull a fast one and grab my favorite Lillet or Lillet, however you say that, um, aperitif wine. Um, and it worked out really well. So pro tip, dad tip. If you're making Basilinias this summer for a group and you can't find Vermouth Blanc, don't use the dry, don't use the sweet. Just go with some Lillet. They'll nice. have it. I like it. Yeah. But what was the best thing you drank since the last time we spoke, Marcus? So uh, in addition to the Basilinia, I think the best thing that I drank is another form, fermentary form banger Ooh. called Bitter. Oh, yeah? I think yeah. that's what we're having now, right? Yeah, we're having a little bit of that right now. It's uh, a spice beer. So... What my man Ethan did was he met with the people at Martha, which is another great bar. Um, they've got a great bartender whose name I do not know. Uh, however, him and, him and Ethan uh, worked together to uh, basically kind of almost create, uh, I guess, a vermouth-inspired beer. So Really? Yeah, yeah, crazy shit. Well, what was the ingredient that made it? Was it like chamomile? Uh, gentian and Ooh. a couple other herbs and herbs and spices. A proprietary so mix. There's a proprietary mix, but yeah, they just. Uh, I, I think the initial iteration was okay. Let's just mix the beer with some vermouth, and they're like, Nah, fuck that. Let's like get the herbs and the botanicals and and whatever, and let's steep it in the beer and and see what. Uh, it's comes like a out. beer maro. Yeah, it's ridiculous it's That's pretty good it's super good I, I love it i, I like love it too yeah. it's tasty um so yeah so that. the best thing i drank you ask yes um 
it, it has to do with this episode because actually, listeners, this is kind of an unorthodox episode. We are recording a couple days after um, our drink that we're featuring tonight because we went on a field trip and we couldn't record uh, late at night after the field trip ended. Um, so, uh, but as a part of that field trip, we were introduced to something called shrubs. We'll get into that more, but what I did was mix a uh, grapefruit shrub, which has 4% alcohol, uh, with some Delmaguay Mezcal, nice. and I made a Super Paloma, is what uh, I call it, because normally Palomas are tequila and squirt, or fresca, Yeah. Um, but I, I used a Collins glass with a little ice, put uh, the Mezcal, about an ounce and a half, two ounces of Mezcal in, and uh, f- filled it up with the rest with the grapefruit flavored shrub. It was it. delicious. Oh, I also garnished with a lemon wedge. Nice. Yeah, it's tasty, nice. very refreshing, delicious. And that smokiness of the mezcal, I say it all the time, it really adds another level to any drink that calls for tequila. That sounds super summery. Super summery. But, but why don't we get right into talking about our field trip, Marcos, and you can tell us all about the, uh, as the emergency alert goes off, yeah, I guess flash flood, a emergency. flood emergency. Oh, yeah. Guys, if we don't make it, it was great. It was Thanks great. for listening. It was, <laughs> it was great being dads with you. Major, major props to as Keith J for, for being our <laughs> top listener. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. Um, so, so, Marcus, tell us about the field trip. Tell the people about the field trip. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, we were... Um, Thanks to the lovely people at Punch Media, um, we were invited down to the Art and the Age Tasting Room, which is in Old City, Philadelphia. Uh, Art and the Age is a, I guess, I, don't know, I wouldn't call it a pet project because it's actually a, a full-blown project of Steve Grass, who runs Quaker City Mercantile, okay. it's, uh, which is kind of an agency, branding firm, what have you. I don't know really how it works. Um, but uh, they have uh, released uh, a beaver butt whiskey. Beaver butt whiskey. Yes. So it is a spirit called. Is that, o- is that what it's called? O- de Mus- no, uh-huh. it's called O de Musk. Is, 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 <laughs> I know that's what we've been calling it. But yeah. yeah. So um, it's a two-year bourbon um, that they basically take the castorium of the beaver which is uh, a sack that's kind of like right by the butt, or yeah, it is I, the butt. I never, I when know. I agreed to do this podcast with you, I never thought we'd have a show dedicated to anal sacks. Yeah, well. <laughs> we. <laughs> but it is. It's, it's located under the pelvis, right by the tail. There are these two large glands. Yeah, they look like nuts. They do. They yeah. look like leathery, like corpse nuts. Yeah. <laughs> this is going off the rails already. Yeah. The, well, we should know that when we were going to do beaver butt whiskey. Yeah. This is going to happen. But yeah. um, they, they are they are anal glands that the beaver uses uh, to mark its territory. Yeah. So in addition to urine, which is in these glands, it has an oil called castorium. Um, it's a sticky, yellow, resiny fluid that, um, when expressed and exposed to alcohol, actually has vanilla notes and raspberry notes and strawberry notes. Yes. And getting a little historical here on you it's actually was quite commonly used to flavor um raspberry flavored ice cream chewing gum vanilla flavored drinks and ice creams it's anytime you see natural flavors and it's raspberry strawberry or vanilla it's a beaver butt you could have beaver butt in your mouth yeah chances are that just like that whole um urban legend of you eating like however many spiders per year because they crawl in your mouth while you're sleeping yeah, if you sleep with your mouth open. Correct. You you've eaten a beaver butt before, or you've yeah. had the the beaver butt. You've had its secretions. Yes. You've had beaver butt juice. Yes. Ingested inside of you. Yeah. Um. So. But 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 you know it's interesting. What's more interesting to me is who was the first beaver trapper or or woodsman who said, "Damn, you know what? That beaver urine smells kind of nice. I wonder what makes that thing go." Yeah. And they, who put their nose up in there? It's it's the, probably the same person that discovered eating lobster <laughs> possibly <laughs> maybe not because i guess trappers are more inland and you know lobsters don't really exist in the woods yeah so that that makes sense yeah makes, makes sense. sense um so the way they make this but you got i mean you got it like you got to be so bored back in the day right i mean like yeah you know there's no tv there's no social media there's, there's no, no trap music there's no trap music right you're a trapper without <laughs> the trap the luxury of trap you you can't, you know. There's no BTS. Like everything's no. just BTS. Yeah. Like, so, 
You can't yeah. tell anyone about. Well, Beaver hey, trap yo, situation. I just expressed this butt gland, and it smells like vanilla. Right. You don't have that. It's more like, surprise, there's a beaver ass in your ice cream. So the way the way they made this bourbon, however, was uh, it aged two years in the barrel, but inside the barrel they dropped in these glands. They they um, Apparently, up in New Hampshire, I think where this company, Tamworth Distilling. Tamworth Distilling is yep. based, um, who, who makes the Odomusk. Yes. They have a beaver problem. There's too many beavers to go around. So they hired a guy, a young guy, hipster, who's known for his beaver trap trapping abilities. And they yeah. said, hey, go to work. And he catches the beavers and uses them, according to our friends Kelly and Emily at uh, Art in the Age, yeah. uh, nose to tail. And that includes um, extracting from the dead beaver these anal sacs and dropping them almost like tea bags. So, so referencing earlier what they look like, it, it fits because you tea bag this bourbon barrel for two years, Incredibly and fitting. the and the um, castorium oil seeps in and gives a flavoring to the bourbon. Yeah. Um, now, I'll tell you what I thought about it. Look, I thought it tasted like a bourbon that was just a little flavored. Um, okay. It was the marketing is genius, right? It it, it gets people at the bar were ta- laughing um, when we were talking about it. When when uh, Emily, the bartender, was explaining the process, people were listening to her explanation and giggling yeah. and nodding, and it kind of like lightens the mood in a bar, yeah. right? which is which is nice. But the the actual taste, it, it kind of tasted like a flavored liquor. Okay. So I think it's it's obviously mostly a marketing thing, right? But the, I guess the one good thing about the oil or the flavoring is that it kind of does coat the, th- the throat, so it, it reduces the heat of the bourbon Yes. a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it was very mellow, Yeah. surprisingly for a two-year bourbon. Yeah, and, and so that was the main takeaway for me was that genius marketing really broke the ice and made everyone crack up. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's a bourbon, which is pretty tasty, with subtle hints of raspberry, strawberry, and vanilla. Um, different ones on the nose and the finish, but um, you know, it, I think it's good that it broke the ice because I find bourbon people to be a little bit snobby and really? a little bit really serious about it these days. Maybe not back in the day when you first found out about bourbon. Yeah, I've know? been I've been bourboning for many many, many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, you just got straight big up. You did. Right you up me. Yeah, um, like but Freddy I find the people now that talk about bourbon. Not so much listener Jansen, but other bourbon guys, like really heavy bourbon guys, they get yeah. really particular about their bourbon. And and this one is is too much of a joke too. Uh, you don't agree? You're I don't me, think you're it's a me joke. An face. Yeah, I I, I the, think Marcos, it's beaver butt whiskey. It's beaver butt whiskey. It's I mean, that's kind must. of a joke. It's yeah, but I, I don't I don't think they set out to be for it. No, to I'm be saying it makes joke. it ha- makes it a happy experience instead of like a serious tasting like experience. True. Fair enough. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Is Fair enough. I'm not saying that they're less worth your time or money. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying it makes it a happier experience. Yes, drinking the beaver butt. Yes. Is so what? You what, should be happy. With, what was with your the beaver butt impression of the anal sacs steeped bourbon? I I would tend to agree that it's it definitely had a a flavored whiskey sort of vibe, right? Um, I think the really the most surprising thing and the most enjoyable thing for me was that it um, had like did not taste super hot. Like that was kind of my favorite thing for right. for a two year bourbon. Um, it, it was you know had a great nose and the finish that raspberry finish. I think as you drank a little bit more of it, I think that was kind of nice to get. I mean it was unique, right? So in addition to it, you know being a a, a mood a mood elevator. Of a, of a bourbon conversation starter. Conversation starter. Yeah. Yes. Um, or perhaps a conversation ender when you just say, "Oh yeah, you just uh, you know, drank some beaver butt juice." Right. Yeah. But uh, it was good. I, I think uh, price point, um, slightly steep. Right. Uh, you're you're talking about sixty six bucks for three hundred seventy five milliliters. Correct. But definitely, if if you're looking for a very unique gift. Or if you just happen to like the flavor of raspberry and vanilla, and it, especially if it comes from a beaver's butt, yeah, by all means, go for you it. You have beaver aficionados in your family; it's a great gift. Yes, right. Yeah, aspiring um, trappers, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Trapper so types. Turning, turning from from beavers and going to 
shrubs, not bushes, but shrub drinks. Yes. yes. The second thing that we had on our little field trip was something called a shrub. Um, Marcos, will you discuss maybe the shrubs and, and, and who makes them and what? I can do that. Oh, thank you. I can. I can certainly try. I can certainly try. So, so yes. this is also a Quaker City Mercantile. Product? Yes, yeah, okay. all 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 Quaker City Mercantile um, uh, available uh, at Art and the Age, and then the Shrub actually is is also going to be available at local beer distributors, Whole Foods, and they've got a, a bunch I think of Wegmans too. Yeah, you got a Wegmans near you. That's okay. good. Oh, Weggies. Wegmans is awesome. You like it? I love Wegmans. I yeah. like the. Uh, I don't I'm, go I'm enough. A Whole Foods guy now because I got Amazon. Ah. I'm loyal to my Amazon guys. You love Amazon. I do. Bezos, I Bezos, I'm the Amazon Don. Bezos boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bezos, Bezbros. So, so, uh, so a, sh- a shrub. shrub. Yes. Um, I, actually, so a shrub is a cocktail made with vinegar uh, yes. and some fruits and carbonated I, water. And carbonated water. And I think uh, historically it was um, a way to preserve the fruit. Is that correct? Am I am I totally off base here? Um, so so there's a little let, let the historian step up and uh, take the mic here. Um, it, it was actually this is more in our wheelhouse the shrub because it was it was a drink that was very popular during the colonial era. It was it predated refrigeration. It allowed you to have a bubbly spirit or some syrup that um, was used in cocktails in place of bitters um, or as a as a supplement to add some flavoring to cocktails. Um, but the shrub itself is a drinking vinegar. So the, the vinegar, an apple, when it ferments, turns into vinegar, gets a little bit of an alcoholic process, and then it's open air, the ambient, the ambient um, uh, enzymes, I guess you'd say, um, break it down so it turns into part alcohol, part vinegar. When you cut that with the um, carbonated water, it creates a really bubbly, effervescent, almost like a... Uh, almost like a spiked seltzer. Spiked seltzer. <laughs> However, this particular one was really great because it's not real sugary. It's only three grams of sugar. Yeah, and I think ninety calories a can. But tons of flavor. V- lot, really flavorful. So we te- we tasted a grapefruit flavored shrub. Correct. Um, which I thought tasted like a uh, a spiked squirt or a spiked fresca. Yeah. Right. We we tasted um, an apple flavored shrub. Um, and all these shrubs, by the way, are made with apple cider vinegar. That, yep. That's the that's the drinking vinegar that, that is used as the base. Tastes an apple flavored shrub, which tasted almost like a, a Calvados light. Yeah. Right, a sparkly Calvados. Yeah, like um, a Calvados and soda, something yeah, like that. Kinda yeah, kind of like that, but a little bit lighter. And then we also tasted a what was it? A, it was a blackberry. Blackberry. Blackberry shrub. Right, which tasted like Welch's wit for us. Yeah. Right. It was, with alcohol. Yeah. That was so good. I love because I used to love Welch's grape. So these Back are canned. The these are canned, twelve ounce cans, and they um, they have four percent ABV. Yep. Um, they were so shrubs themselves, though historically were really um, popular with smugglers. So they would sink barrels of spirits offshore, like kind of to be tr- retrieved later when it, when it was safe, when the heat was off of them, right? Uh, and and when they would add the fruit flavors, it would it would mask the taste of uh, the seawater if the alcohol was fouled by seawater. And they kind of discovered that this was something that they could drink on its own without mixing it in. But it, it created the basis for an interesting cocktail that Colonials loved, especially in the days before refrigeration when they wanted something light and effervescent that was not too uh, heavy. Yeah. Um, it was a common ingredient in punches. So I th- I would imagine that the, the bastards who created the fish house punch <laughs> uh, experimented, also- experimented with some shrubs. But I, I got to tell you, if we can talk about the tasting, I really enjoyed the shrubs more than more than the beaver just because it was so interesting and unique i had never tasted something like this that wasn't a manufactured spiked seltzer with stevia in it or something well i think i think the timing's great too and i don't know how long they've been working on this but i know that they actually had uh, a qc uh, or quaker city malting like they had a they had some malt beverages that they tried a couple years ago Uh, one of which was they were canned one of which was a lemon shrub and i think the other one might have been kind of uh like a, I guess, similar to a root beer, if I'm not mistaken. But those had disappeared off the shelves, and then I had been seeing some some marketing for this, um, and then we were contacted by Punch, which was great. Thank you very much, Punch. Um, but having kind of dabbled in the spiked seltzer, I, I can tell you that the spiked seltzer they all taste kind of like shit. 
they taste like just flat, boozy seltzer. And I like I like seltzer, yeah. but there's something off, right? Something <laughs> chemically, something very artificial it's like, tasting. It's like alcohol mixed with water that's been altered a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not great. But these have a ton of flavor, and I, I feel like... It, it's not like drinking like a full like sugary soda. It's it's it just they're they're very balanced. They're incredibly balanced. As we were drinking them and, and sampling them, we thought as well that they'd be fantastic spiked um, uh, mixers. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, and so that's why I tried the Super Paloma. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I thought that the the bubbly. Um, I love I love grapefruit soda. I think it yeah. tastes delicious. But having the little extra kick of alcohol really made it a one a one drink evening. For the goat and I, yeah, we, had it. we really both liked it a lot, and we thought the mezcal kind of took it up another level. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the the I would love to mix the apple version, yeah, um, with some layered some apple jacks and make just like a super jack, yeah, you know, something like that. I'm, I'm just gonna say everything. Is super. Everything's just super. If you hear us talk about cocktails with anything super, it just means you're yes. adding an alcohol. <laughs> Quaker City mixture. Trust. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I would act, I'd love to mix a grapefruit with aperol. I think aperol. And the could be really shrub good. would be fucking phenomenal. That'd be awesome. What about the blackberry? What would you mix that with? That's that's a tough. I feel like I would just drink that on its own. I would too. You know what I would I would like to try? I, I think that with a sambuca, it might be a little interesting, Ooh. or something with a liquor store, like maybe a um a uh, uh, what do you call the the thing that was banned? <laughs> the thing that was banned. The green, the absinthe. Absinthe, Ooh, yeah. That oh, took a lot. you know what? I think that would be great. Absinthe Black, with the yeah, blackberry. We'll have would to try be that. A pretty nice. We'll have nice to do. Mix. We'll have to do a follow-up episode where we make shrub cocktails. I mean, super, super shrubs. Super shrubs. They're going to be waiting with bated breath. Yes, our listeners. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. So, so the interesting thing about when we were contemplating, or at least when I was contemplating these drinks over the last two days. I was thinking of the balance between the fun we had on our field trip and the shock value of drinking beaver butt whiskey, right? And I thought this really lends itself well to dad stuff because we like to talk about dad stuff here. Um, first off being lots of disgusting stuff happens when you're a dad. Right. Lots of it. Like you, lots of it. You're, you, 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 drinking beaver butt oil is the least of your worries once yeah. you become a dad. <laughs> right? And... I don't know if you have any stories to share, Marcos, but one of my favorite stories is um, at my uh, my nephew's baptism. We were holding him, and it was in the middle of a Catholic baptism, which is kind of like not super long, but it's you know a good half hour. Yeah, it can it can it can run. Yeah, and depends on what, if the priest gets going. Yeah, and this guy, I didn't know this priest, but he was he was going, and it was like a half hour. Right at the beginning, this kid just unloads and drops a bomb. He was maybe like four or five months. Drops a bomb in his diaper, but it was so hot and steamy that day in the church and also his effluence was so hot and steamy oh. it erupted up the back of his gown like his baptismal gown and got up toward the collar i could feel it under my arm um, oh my just gosh. sitting there and i was wondering if it was it never leaked you know it was amazing the gown was made of some type of beautiful polyester so it didn't breathe through <laughs> but i just i felt so bad and i thought you know is that going to be what happens when i'm a dad and as a matter of fact yes that yes. is what happens when you're dad that that happens more often than not. There's days now I'll go into the bathroom and there is like poop, human poop smeared on a toilet seat and lid. Yeah, and I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah. What what were you doing? Yeah. Were you standing up? <laughs> were you like trying to shoot it out of your butt? <laughs> Seriously, what's going on? <laughs> I don't understand. The other thing that the the bodily fluids are something you deal with constantly. Excretions, much like the beaver or castorium oil, you deal with excretions from every orifice. Yes. My daughter threw up. It, uh, just a year ago, she was sitting on my lap. She was woken up in the middle of the night. She felt, she felt ill, like her tummy hurt. And I said, "Here, sit with me." And I kind of like rubbed her back. And then she started like kind of gagging. And I just put my hands, instinct, under her mouth like a bucket. And she vomited huge chunks of pasta right, oh. right into my hand. Lovely. Yeah. It's it's always lovely to see it come back up. It's it's amazing. And, and the I unfortunate, lovingly, thing, I lovingly carried it to the bathroom and flushed it. The unfortunate thing is that. None of these, none of these bodily fluids, solid or liquid, um, smell like vanilla or raspberry. No, no, they none, none of them. None of them. None no, of them. They yeah, don't. we we had we had a plane puke. Oh no. Yeah, which was. What was the? Where were you flying? It was Phoenix to Salt Lake. Okay. So, so we we had gone from Philly to Phoenix, 
and without incident, without incident to keep to keep the kids occupied on a plane. You you kind of just again all all bets are off. Yeah, the rules I mean, are out. The, the, the rules do not apply. So screen time is fun time. Yeah, yeah. So so the boy um, had taken it upon himself to eat. I would say a, a BJ's sized bag of Chex Mix on the way from. <laughs> well, Philly that's to delicious. It's yeah. not a bad. Well, snack. yeah, no, but yeah. but just you, you can't turn it off. I mean, he's just going and going and going, and so we, we get <laughs> we get on the plane uh, in Phoenix, and he starts crying, and he cries a lot. But there's a particular there's there's two things where where I know like fucking he's gonna erupt yeah and and one of them is the tears and the other one is stop talking to me okay. so for whatever reason like like he gets like with with people talking at him it's like okay he's gonna puke he's, he's so it's he's, almost like a it's like an adult's migraine like you can't stand sound or, or yeah or flashing exactly he, yeah he just he, he that's where he goes with vomit yeah and then yeah. it was just on the plane and then we didn't have pants for him it was it was an absolute mess but this it, it's still like you you just you, you love them like no matter what you almost love them more because you have this opportunity to really take care of the kids right uh, my uh, this I'm, I'm shocked i forgot about this until just now my youngest we flew all the way to florida all right we flew to jacksonville from philly and then we drove the three and a half hours over to uh the beach area because it's worth it economically and also to avoid little twin prop turbo prop was this on the most recent vacation most recent just okay. two weeks ago okay um to avoid twin prop planes which the goat does not enjoy flying those tiny planes very much. Planes generally, but those turbo twin planes. Those, yeah, those are just not her yeah. thing. So we we decided to drive. It's nice. We stop at you know the kids pick the restaurant. It's usually Denny's. That's our go to road trip stop. Do you, now, do you get the moons over my hammy? Always. Oh, yeah. I love moons over my hammy. It's so good. Although I think I got an American Grand Slam. Okay. I was feeling very American. There was like all I, kinds of like gun T-shirts and stuff in this Denny's. I have it was not very Florida, North Florida. I have not Denny'd in many a year. Really? Yeah. Oh. I would love to go back to Denny's and get some Denny's. It's super diarrhea. cheap too, man. You can you eat like five thousand calories for like four fifty. Yeah, it's amazing. It's highly <laughs> efficient. <laughs> so so we're driving across. We we go through this whole odyssey. We get up early. We go to the airport. We park. We take long-term parking shuttle we get through security we go on the plane we, we fly to jacksonville we get the rental car it's like 100 degrees with 3000 percent humidity in jacksonville no. and we get in and we drive all the way across we're 1.4 miles from the beach house this is after you know nine hours of travel and my youngest is wearing headphones and watching a watching a, a video on the screen on a little laptop or a tablet yeah. and projectile vomits oh, off the no. back of the of the passenger seat passenger side front seat um and bounce it bounces back on his legs feet and lap and and i oh, good god um and it was 1.7 miles from the house oh. so the whole rest of the trip our rental car smelled uh, i think it was a mcdonald's uh milkshake oh. that he, uh, he he hit so probably also flavored with castorium probably yeah Probably. <laughs> Little did we know. So uh, this just leads us to, to our question for our listeners. Like, we'd love to hear your disgusting dad stories. Yeah. Um, send, us, send us any that you've had uh, that can top ours. I'm sure there's one-uppers and big-uppers out there that are able to do that. Yeah, you know what? Put them on, put them on the uh, email. Um, that's actually sideprojectjerky at gmail.com. Or you can fill out the form on the website. Or hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, let DM us know. Us. Yeah, yeah. Slide in, slide into our DMs with this <laughs> disgustingness. Um, in fact, uh, I think the listener who has the most, what we deem to be the most disgusting story, will will get a side project jerky uh, T-shirt oh, and package of jerky. That's awesome. So there's more incentive for you guys to awesome. uh, to to gross us out. Yes, unfortunately, the side project jerky is not flavored with beaver butt juice. No, fortunately. No. <laughs> I was just trying to find a co-brand right, moment, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it, nor true. will it make you vomit. It's nor, delicious. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. So so the other thing, so the field trip was a unique departure for us, right? We went down. We don't have yeah. the same, we don't have the same um, initial reaction type podcast, but we do, we've been able to think about it a lot more. But yeah. what I was thinking was I was hearkening back to all these field trips I went on as a kid. Yeah. And the parents that went with us, I always thought they were super cool. Yeah. Um, I, and I love my mom once was the chaperone for a field trip when I went to a really small school out in California. And we went to some like space camp thing where we all split into teams and we had to successfully launch a rocket. 
and like get a moon rock or something. It was all virtual, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we all had math problems to do. It was very educational. Mm-hmm. But I remember my mom driving us there and then actually participating on my team. We were like in the command center and she was really into it too. And I, I've always thought I really want to do it. I really want to go on these things. But now I realize that it's really almost impossible to like leave during work during the day without taking a day off. It's, of work. it's tough. It sucks. It's tough. Did you think the parents that did that were cool? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think with both of my parents working, I was, there was definitely a, a twinge of, of jealousy. Oh, yeah. Right. But because there's always the one fucking parent that's like always there. Then somehow the kid gets good grades and like <laughs> they get perfect attendance for 10 years, even though, you know, like you saw them out sick, like a couple of times. Right. Yeah. Um, my daughter got perfect attendance this year, even though we pulled her out of school for a vacation. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Got to stay involved, man. You stay involved, and uh, some things get swept under the rug. So, so do you have any disgusting dad stories from field trips, or have you have you not chaperoned a field trip at all? No, I so I have yet to chaperone a field trip. Kelly has uh, on on multiple occasions um, yeah. been able to chaperone field trips, which is awesome, and and she she loves it. She says she always has a good time. I mean, it's. Um, you know, I think the kids are, are like you said, like they're just fascinated. Like, who are these parents? Like, right. what do they do? Like, they're they're so cool. Um, so but here's no, the I'd... weird thing, though. Like, the difference between a field trip and a sleepover is minimal, right? You're still relying on if you're the if you're the guest, you're yeah. relying on someone else's parent, right? Right. You're supposed to be on your best behavior. You're doing something different. You're you're parents are relinquishing control over you yes. for a period of time. But I find that the people that take field trips are always much better behaved than people than the kids on sleepovers. Sleepovers drive me nuts. Well, this yeah, this so the, so the sleepovers just like like the airport, right? I mean, the rules don't apply. And now yeah. you <laughs> you are are particularly loathe I, to uh, sleepovers. I, I cannot stand them. And I I'm I I would say I'm okay. I think it depends on. The, the kids you get yeah. um, and it also depends on kind of the dynamic right so I, I think at a minimum you're you're guaranteed that your kid's gonna be a zombie the yes, next day be complete because Jerks. they don't go to bed I mean when I had sleepovers growing up when I had sleepovers we stayed up all night long yeah and that was like the challenge right so we'd stay up we'd play <laughs> battle toads I love that game yeah dude battle toads is so much beat fun. it I never beat it. It was impossible. No, to oh beat. no. We, there I was got... one level where you had to jump up, like side to side, up up some cavern or yeah. up some tunnel, and it, that was impossible to beat. And, and there were like vines you could jump on and grab, but there's things falling from yeah. some it was some tough. heaven of hell, you, you, right? <laughs> yeah. Some hell that was above you, yeah. and it would just knock you off. And yeah, it was Battle, Mega Man was also very. I don't. I don't. I never knew anybody who had actually gotten through like all of the the Mega Man people. So, so I, I knew a kid in my neighborhood for sleepovers. He was awesome at Mega Man. He beat those. But the, my crowning achievement was I helped beat Castlevania 2 on a sleepover. Nice. It was great. But we didn't beat it until like 5.30 a.m. We played the whole thing all night long trying to beat Castlevania 2. Yeah. Which was the best Castlevania, by the way. It was Castlevania awesome. 2 was good. It had I, so many different, I, like, I enjoyed Castlevania 2. so many different whips that you could get, like the fire one, the one with the big spiky ball on the end. Yeah. Like the, it was just a really cool one. Oh, dude, then, how fucking, how much of a nuisance were the bats in Castlevania? They were bad. They were, they were the, bad. It was the fucking worst. But that was great. And the, the only other thing that we did on a sleepover was we won the World Series in Bases Loaded. Oh, my and, gosh. And um, that, we, we of course, were, were Kansas City because then you had Paste and Bay. Those are the two <laughs> big power hitters. They were awesome. I don't know if you had that game, but that was my neighborhood sleepover thing. We would play Nintendo. The all all night long. Yeah. All night long. Well, now the kids, so the kids now are playing Fortnite. Yeah. And it's fucking crazy. And I would I would imagine that, most of our listeners, if you know, with with older children, um, are are really kind of frustrated with with the whole Fortnite thing. I mean, it's a full on obsession um, to the point where I, I've are, started. Are you playing. a dad that plays Fortnite? I, I'm a dad that plays Fortnite. Really? <laughs> yes. So is it like uh, Call of Duty, but like more cartoony? So it's yeah, it's it's cartoony. I mean, you're still you're still shooting people. Um, there's kind of a, uh, I guess a Minecrafty build element to it. Okay. And so, so you can, you get guns and then you can create different types and of weapons and create, stuff. well, I think you just pick up the weapons. And so the concept is, is weird. It's actually newer to me. You, you, you drop into an Island and then you kind of survive. So remember the, the 
movie. This actually is totally different, but the movie with <laughs> with Ice T, where he was being hunted by yes. Rutger Hauer, yes. surviving the game. Yes. So, so that's. That, the, I think that was a riff off of the short story "Most Dangerous Game." Right? Yeah. Where you're a human that's hunted. It's and then like there's the, Maze Runner too. I guess that's a book. I that's a that's a young adult book. That's newer. But yeah, so so they drop you into an island. You go and you find guns, and then you either you, like there's a storm that comes, and the eye of the storm like gets smaller and smaller until you like basically play it out, and then you start over. So that's the thing. Like sounds like, terrible. It's yeah, it's it's not my favorite. I feel like I just want to go back to Zelda. Yeah, I'm a, I'm more of a I, I like to I'm a I'm a loner gamer. I yeah. like to play single player, RPG like by myself. I don't even like playing online. Like, I'd rather play the campaigns on Call of Duty than I did the multiplayer thing. Oh, yeah. I've always fucking sucked I, at first-person shooters. Yeah. It was terrible. Like, I just, like, We're too old for that stuff, I think. I, it just missed us. It passed us by. Yeah, but even Goldeneye. Like, Goldeneye was like, I, I just sucked. High school. Yeah. I was terrible yeah. at fucking Goldeneye. Anywho. So, so you're, not a dad who, you're not a dad who plays Fortnite, but are you a dad who would drink beaver butt whiskey? Absolutely. But 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 I'm also because because I want to be cool, right? Yeah. What type What type of dad drinks beaver butt whiskey, Marcus? I I would say either the aspiring trapper dad. Okay. So so dad like you know he's like ah you know what I did the fishing thing. I've done like the massive composting operation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I <laughs> I had a garden. I have I, chickens. I, I make pizza dough sometimes. I cultivate yeast strains. Yeah. So, so maybe yeah. bored dad. Maybe bored. Well, I, it's it's hipster dad. It's 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 dad that wants to be obscure and ironic, and you know, apart from everybody, but still accepted by everybody. So he's a guy who's going to use every part of whatever animal he grows on his uh, urban garden. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's he's nose. To you don't t- grow animals. You raise them. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's nose to tail. But when you kill animals, you harvest them. Nose right? to tail, so, dad. Yeah, he's nose to tail, dad. He's Chris Cosentino. <laughs> I bet Chris Cosentino. I, you know what? Maybe I'll send Chris Cosentino a bottle of Beaver Butt whiskey. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um. What so, about what about you? <laughs> who's who's your dad? I, I don't have a Beaver Butt dad. You have, I have a shrub a, dad. I have a shrub dad. You have a shrub dad. Shrub dad. Shrub daddy. <laughs> shrub dad is uh, a dad who has been saving up his entire life for the boat. Okay, he wants a boat. He just wants to own a boat. He wants to, he wants to, um, he, he reads boating magazines. He buys boating shoes and wears what's, them. What's constantly. that? That's that Cape Cod shoe. Is it Yankee magazine? I, I don't know. <laughs> I that that must be something you get in your Ivy League starter pack. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he, he's he's been saving up forever. He dreams and fantasizes about the day. He'll often sit reading his magazine, listening to "Come Sail Away" by Styx. Ah, yeah. come sail away, come, come sail away, come sail away with me. And um, exactly, well, dad drinking acapella for that ass. Yes. And he, sorry about that, guys. And he, um, he sits. Don't there. ever apologize for singing. Sticks. You know, he's gonna name his boat when he gets it. What's that? Swizzle Sticks, <laughs> with the YX. Okay. That's what it's going to be called. So he drinks his shrubs while he pines for his sailboat or small powerboat, whatever. So, so he's not yet acquired. No, no, no. He's thinking about it. He wants to be the so, dad that owns the sailboat. This is a, this is a wonderfully specific dad. This a dad who wants a boat. He does. He doesn't realize boats kind of suck and they're a lot of work. But he just fantasizes about this escape, right? He right. wants to escape. He wants to be the guy that's out, kind of like your dad. He wants to be out in nature and he wants to be so, have a solitary yeah. existence. I, ma- I imagine beaver trappers live a very solitary yeah. existence, especially if they're nose to tailing a beaver. Absolutely, it's got to be solitary. This guy wants that escape hatch, basically. Yeah. Right. Like Desmond on Lost. Uh, you know. Wow, Lost reference. I love Lost. Nice, dude. In Lost fact, was good. So we have my brother and I bought a kayak, an ocean kayak, a tandem, and we call it not Penny's boat, which is a deep cut <laughs> Lost reference. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty good. Wow. So that is the shrub drinking dad is, God, I wish I had a boat dad and I love sticks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's, that's an awesome dad. So, so I'd, you, I'd, I would hang out with that dad. So speaking of sticks, can I ask you some uh, fast casuals? Absolutely. Questions? Yeah, without a doubt. Will you put on the music now, Marcus? Dude, you don't need to ask me to put on the I'm music. Sorry. The music just goes on. Okay. All right. So, But I will, yes, I will put on the music. Okay. Thank you. So, so the, so sticks. They're, they they play a genre that you would refer to as as what? Arena rock. What is the best arena rock band? 
sticks. Really? Maybe Boston. Boston's not bad. Yeah. What about, is Chicago Arena Rock? Oh, yeah, dude. Peter Cetera. I mean, Chicago, He's coming to the Parks Casino soon. Is he really? Yeah. Chicago is probably my my, my guilty pleasure. Uh, their greatest hits, I think like maybe 10 of the 57 songs on the album are uh, are secretly like my jam. I love Dude, them. that's bullshit. You can't have a, a greatest hits with 57 well, I, songs, I, I'm, right? I'm I mean, exaggerating for effect, obviously. But, no, it, but it is, they have like three volumes of greatest hits. They're prolific. <laughs> yeah, well, Why okay. Why are you so, blaming them? All right. Well, I guess if you're prolific. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's kind of bullshit. Greatest hits. Like, greatest hits should be 10 songs. How about Ario Speedwagon? Are, are they you? in Arena Man? Are they more I, like, oh, a, yeah. like a smooth, I would, easy yeah. rock? No. Well, they're, they're easy rock, but I think they're definitely. They've got some jams, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Ario Speedwagon is awesome. Very good. So I, have a, I have a buddy, um, Emil, who wants to open a bar called R. It's an Irish bar. I guess a Jewish Irish bar called Ario Speedwagons. <laughs> Which That's I think awesome. is a wonderful, wonderful. I think name. that if uh, I think if that Salamana listens to this, he's going to steal it and create a fusion. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a big hit. Um, all right, next, uh, next one. Next fast casual. Are you ready for this? I t- do. You own this, this is World Cup time. Do you own a soccer jersey? I own multiple soccer jerseys. Do you really? Yeah. Which soccer jerseys do you own? So I have uh, Spain, which okay. I bought in Barcelona. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was really pumped about it. I was in high school. I was like, I'm the coolest dude. Look how yeah. cool I am. Well, that was back jersey. before they were actually any good. They were always yeah. big disappointments. Kind of like this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this year it's fixed anyway. I mean, It's totally fixed. Russia's, Russia's going to win the whole fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. So there was, I read something on Twitter, my favorite source of news. <laughs> and uh, there was someone who said that 1938, Mussolini's Italy hosted the World Cup in Italy won. Uh, in 1974, Argentina, led by the Junta, uh, and Dirty War Junta hosted the World Cup, and they won. And and there's really haven't been many dictatorial regimes that have hosted World Cups, but now Russia's into the quarterfinals with a team that, by all accounts, is one of the worst squads. Did you the watch Cup. the shootout? I, I did not. I was at work, and I, and I couldn't get away from a meeting. But um, Or was it over the weekend? No, it was, it was on uh, Sunday, Sunday morning. Oh, I was at the beach. Oh, sorry. get away That's from right. a meeting. That's right. Shore house. <laughs> Guys, Jim has a shore house. That's not mine. It's my parents. <laughs> it, which means it will be yours. So, um, And then I'll just show up. Yeah. Unannounced. Maybe someday. Every week. So, so, so the uh, Spain, back in the day, Spain was terrible, and now they're reverting back, but they had some era of dominance. But you, big upper that you are, yeah. you completely captured the spirit of Spain before it became cool to like them. Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm way ahead of the curve. It's, well, it's actually kind of sucks because I will – champion something such as bow ties yes and everyone will shit on me yeah i'll say hey fuck you look at you you're a dork <laughs> and then all of a sudden like the high school football team captain mm-hmm. is wearing bow ties and everyone's like oh you're so cute yeah. <laughs> 1993 marcos was wearing capris and no one else is wearing capris yeah and mandals yep totally <laughs> footwear reference yeah what other, what other um <laughs> mark that on your dad drinking bingo board yeah so what other jer- jerseys do you have I have Colombia, okay, which I got in Bogota. So nice. I, I, I love it's a good it's a good souvenir. It's thing. it's actually it's, for me it's the perfect souvenir. Yeah. I mean, especially because I'm such a merch guy. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I I really I, I wish I cared about soccer because I love the passion. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, when when you're watching it and when you're watching World Cup soccer, it's a lot of fun. Oh, right? yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I think my favorite is when it's across, like you know, on the other side of the globe. Because then it's at the most random times. Because I remember living in, in New York and going to watch World Cup soccer when, what was it, like 2002? Where was it in 2002? Korea. Was Japan. It in Korea, Japan. Yeah. So, so we'd be at the bars at like 2 4 in the morning. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. We were like, yeah. You know, it was like, like, and I'm sitting there like pretending that I like soccer. But like, it's, it's still awesome. I, mean, I lived in Chile at the time and Brazil won that um, World Cup to become the first ever five-time World Cup winner, the Penta Campeão, right? And I lived, my apartment building in Santiago was across the street from a um, a, a Brazilian churrascaria, like a um, a Brazilian steakhouse. I love those places. They would throw the whole Brazilian diaspora, however you say that word, that lived in Chile, would come to that restaurant for the games. And I would walk across the street and go. They... I've never seen a party like that. Everyone, a lot of people, not everyone, had drums. 
more than half the crowd had whistles yeah. and they would just play a constant samba beat the entire time people would dance on tables that's they would they would dance and drink and play and but they all knew their soccer too and they were really big fans but every time i'd go there it was a blowout so it would just devolve into this huge party yeah. they they really <laughs> they kind of skated to that final and won yeah it's kind of cool so other cups yes. right there's the Ryder cup yes. in golf yeah. and then there's the america's cup in sailing and as a good ivy league guy which do you prefer uh, America's Cup for sure. Sailing? Oh yeah, dude. I, love I, it. I I like I wish so so <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. I loved I love well <laughs> speaking of sailing, so yeah. there was there was a bunch of dudes who had the the Mount Gay rum Fagawi yeah. race hat. Okay. I got to track mine down. I have I have one cuz cuz my buddy Scott Moore actually worked for he uh Cappy's Cappy's liquor up in up in uh, Massachusetts. Okay. So he totally hooked me up with one of those those uh, Mount Gay hats. Mount Gay hats. Like you, I guess you can only get them at the Fagawa, which race. is another like sailing race like America's Cup. And I thought I was the coolest fucking dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many people do you think I'm recognize? such a douche. How many people knew what that hat was? Like very few, but the people that knew it was kind of like, yeah. And then, you know, you did like the, <laughs> you had, yeah. You did the secret right? club nod. Yeah, secret, yeah, secret club nod. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I would definitely consider myself shrub dad who would love to get into sailing. I feel like it's a lot of work, though. It is. It's like, it's like tailgating. Also, tailgating is very easy. I mean, maybe to throw a really amazing no, dude, tailgate, come you on, put a lot those of fucking into it. Eagles tailgates are are insane. Like, who's who's the guy that like like hitches a fucking gas grill to the back of his? You know, oh, that's that's not even all of it. Like a lot of the guys when we went to the Dallas game in the winter, um, there's there there are multiple tailgates we walked past that had professional DJs that they hire. Yeah, to, DJ, to, and yeah. then yeah, I mean, that's a lot of work. It's true. I, okay, I'm gonna, I was gonna say like to be a to be a tailgate host, I guess you're right. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That is a lot of work. But to be a tailgate guest is not much work. I think to be a sailing guest, you've got to, like, batten down hatches and crap and, like, yeah. you, man the starboard yeah. side and all that yeah, kind of Yeah, no, I mean, I, and, I mean, even, like, like, I know, like, fish, like people that are way into fishing, it's the same thing. It's, like, you're, you're working. Like, you, you go, you show up, you hope to fucking God that you don't get deathly ill because you're seasick. And then you're you're exactly you're batting down like you're watching the reels and all this stuff. I've never done it. I would like to do it. I don't I don't think I could handle my shit. All right, next question, fast casual. Uh, speaking of being on a boat, who is your fave? Actually, scratch that. What is your favorite Lonely Island digital short? It's the one with Julian Casablancas. I think it's uh, the Boombox. That's a good one. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, they. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is uh, Shy Ronnie with Rihanna. Yeah. I love Rihanna. Shy Ronnie's good. Very, yeah, much my oh, style. Oh my God, he pissed himself. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But then, like, they're they're all really good. They're I, all very funny. I actually, I I'm a I'm a total Sandberg hater. Because, really? Oh yeah, dude. Well, anybody that's anybody who that's yeah, that's, that's just that's just envy. I'm just yeah. green with envy. Yeah. So but, speaking uh, of they're Sandberg, legitimately, I mean, like they, they write good music. Yeah, so it's fucking. I'm on a boat is hilarious. It's great. They yeah. did they did a, a an edited version of I'm on a boat with Jimmy Fallon classroom instruments like they do with uh with the roots. Yeah. And it's hilarious. I think it's almost funnier than the actual song because they they bleep out every they don't bleep out everywhere they just change it right. Um, they say mommy daddy instead of mother effer right. They, I gotta they, I gotta watch it's this. Really I haven't seen it. Yeah. So speaking of I'm on a boat. Um, and the the main cameo in that is T Pain, right? Yeah. But T Pain to me has always been like an auto tune Nate Dog. Yeah. R I P Nate Dog. Who's better, Nate Dog, or T Pain? I mean, from a from a like you know knowing your you know respecting your elders, it's it's Nate Dog. Yeah. But I think for me, T Pain is more enjoyable. Really? Yeah, but I'm a but, more. But, what's the? But I think the highest high for Nate Dog, which obviously is regulators. Yeah. That's higher than anything T Pain ever. It's definitely more uh, recognizable. Yeah. And <laughs> said I'm too mainstream for you. No. <laughs> Busted. Don't, dude. Come on, don't get sensitive. Don't be sensitive. Go ahead. Big up me. Do it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna big up you. But I, I think that I, I would say generationally. Yeah. Nate Dog is is where we're at. Right, and and Regulators is such a good fucking song. It's, it's excellent. It's amazing. It's so, amazing. So. so 
You go ahead. I was just going to say, why don't we mount up this episode? Oh, I was going to say, we should regulate this episode. <laughs> mount up! <laughs> All right, man. And we should say goodbye. We'll bid our listeners adieu. Um, yeah, but I think that, didn't you want to oh, talk about, yes, we have before one we thing. go, for all of you guys who made it through this slog, yeah, we have a special treat This was for not you. a slog. This have, was an amazing episode, as a, per usual. We have a special so. treat for you from the Quaker City folks, right? Yes. Or is from, it from Punch Media? Uh, well, it's... Uh, Quaker City by, by way of Punch Media. Okay. So, Get listeners, ready, guys. listeners, um, and we'll put this on the website. There's going to be a link. So you have to RSVP, but on July 17th, if you're in the Philadelphia area from 6 to 9 p.m., uh, they're hosting a Bach Yard BBQ. Um, and this is going to be at the Bach Bar. Um, and they're going to serve uh, QC Shrub Tastings. Um, Shrub floats, courtesy of Capo Giro Gelato Artisans. Uh, bites. Ooh, that from, sounds awesome. Yeah, dude. A float. Yeah. Oh my God. With yeah, with the shrub. That's fucking. Great. I feel bad because all you guys that have been dying to meet me and and get into my personal circle are not going to be able to meet me because <laughs> I currently have an out of town business meeting scheduled. So I will uh, not be there unless things change. Yes. But my spirit will be there with you. Yes, and I I may be there. We'll we'll see. I got to see what's on the calendar. But uh, yeah, then we'll have bites from South Philly Smokehouse Barbecue and simply good jars which is actually a pretty cool thing um that we can get into uh, another episode because we're running out of time here uh we'll have uh wxp and dj robert drake oh yeah dog scorpion season exactly no. <laughs> but uh yeah so we'll, we'll put that info up on the website uh we'll throw it up on the and you guys get a special as well. invite as dad drinking listeners exactly you yes. are welcome you are very welcome you must rsvp however and um, other than that, I don't know. Uh, enjoy your shrubs. Enjoy your fourth. I'm going to remind you one more time. Please don't set yourself on fire. Don't blow off your hand like Jason Pierre-Paul, the New York football giants. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I think I have an uncle um, who is missing a finger because of firecrackers. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Those things are basically small-scale explosives. Yeah. It's, yeah. Don't, don't fuck with those guys. But as always, we love you guys. At Dad Drinking, daddrinking.com. Check us out and drop those reviews for us. Please. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Love you. Peace.